Welcome to this episode of Innovations, a podcast series by Sanford Health. I'm your host, Courtney Collin with Sanford Health News. In this episode, we catch up with a member of the Sanford Health Board of Trustees. Jim Kane first joined the board in 2015 and together with 12 additional board members, helps to oversee governance for the health system and provide oversight for the strategic direction as well as financial and operational performance. Jim joins us for this conversation from his home in New York. Jim, great to meet you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. In some research before this interview, I learned you graduated from Harvard College. You have more than four decades of investment banking, co-founding Kane Brothers based in New York City. If you would expand on your professional background, including when and where you met Sanford Health, and tell us how your work experience brings value to governing the organization. We only have 20 minutes. <laughs> However long you need. So, uh, you know, I had a kind of a circuitous route to, uh, to my current career. I, I was a, uh, on the wrestling team in college. And uh, after my sophomore year, uh, they discovered I had a medical issue, which uh, restricted my, my participation in wrestling going forward. So I ended up uh, actually taking on a coaching uh, role at a couple of local schools, a private school and in Belmont, Mass., and then uh, then, the, then the public high school in Brookline, and uh, augmented my uh, my meager salary by bartending in Cambridge. Uh, so this was in the sort of the early 70s. I graduated uh, in 1972. So uh, in March, uh, fast forward in March of, of uh, 74, my brother, who uh, was working at Merrill Lynch at the time, uh, kicked me in the butt and said, listen, we've We've got to get you a real, a real career. So he twisted somebody's arm to hire me uh, at, a, at an investment banking firm in New York uh, in March of 1974. We stayed at that firm for roughly uh, five years and then left to join Solomon Brothers, which was a very prominent uh, investment bank in New York at the time. Um, and then in, in uh, at the end of 1982, we... Uh, we decided to venture off on our own, and we formed uh, Kane Brothers uh, in, in uh, December of 1982. My mother uh, told us that we wouldn't last the, the week, so we started on a Friday, and uh, and we made it made it through that week. But anyway, 40 it'll be 40 years in December that the firm has been uh, in existence, and it's really it's really uh, uh, been amazing to watch its development. Uh, consistent with the development of the healthcare industry. When I first got involved, uh, you know, every community with 50,000 people had, you know, three hospitals. They had a community hospital, a Catholic hospital, and, you know, maybe an osteopathic hospital. But with consolidation that's taken place and continues to take place, you know, you're seeing a much more uh, complex industry than than, uh, certainly was in existence in in the early 70s when Medicare reimbursed hospitals for interest and depreciation. So even if you built the, the Taj Mahal and nobody, nobody came to be treated there, the federal government would reimburse you your interest and depreciation on that building. So it was impossible to, uh, to, to really lose money, but uh, many providers figured out a way to do that anyway. But um, so now I, I think what we've seen over the last you know 40 years is, is a, uh, is kind of a, a movement from healthcare being, particularly in the hospital sector, a community service 
to more and more really a business. And uh, you see the sophistication of the management teams at these organizations uh, is really developed uh, dramatically. M many of the uh, C-suite uh, executives have MBAs or law degrees. And, and uh, unlike the early 70s, when the, you know, the typical CFO at a hospital uh, you know, maybe had been with Blue Cross and he moved over to, to, to be on the provider side. But now they're very, uh, very sophisticated, very refined in terms of understanding the direction of, of the industry. But in spite of that, it continues to uh, get very, very complex. And uh, uh, the entry of, of uh, you know, new types of delivery systems has really uh, pressured, I think, the uh, the, the hospital system, the health systems in, in particular, you know, to continue to stay nimble because there are, uh, you know, many providers and payors that are looking for ways to cannibalize the, the, you know, the core hospital systems and take the services out of those facilities into uh, uh, lower cost uh, settings. So, you know, that's a challenge that, that, uh, that, that today's C-suite uh, executives are are facing much more than they did when, when my career uh, started in, in, in the early 70s. You know, my background uh, in particular focused on raising capital for hospitals and the primary way that the not-for-profit sector has raised external capital, uh, the two ways, one was through philanthropy, but the other was through the, the, the debt markets and they would go off and issue bonds to, uh, to provide uh, resources for, you know, their building programs. So that's really where I uh, have, have focused my career in, in, in you know, raising, raising capital through the bond markets and bank financings, et cetera, uh, over the last, uh, over the last uh, 40 years. Um, my, uh, my relationship with Sanford uh, started around 2010. Uh, I've been on the board now, uh, I guess, six years, and it's been a great, uh, a great experience because you know, I, I can bring some of the things I've learned over the, the last 40 years uh, to them and, and, you know, bring some of the things I learned from them over to, to my career uh, on the other side. So it's been a win-win for me. Um, the people at, uh, at Sanford are, are, are exceptional in, in many ways. Uh, they're, they're smart, they're hardworking, uh, but they're genuine Americans and, and easy, to, easy to work with and, and uh, so I've really enjoyed it. I've got, I think, three years to, to go. And unless they kick me off, I'll look forward to continuing uh, to, to serve on the board. Well, thanks for that. And of course, for your service on our board. With four decades of investment banking experience, what is your philosophy or approach as a board member and what you bring to the table at Sanford Health? You know, I, I think um, I, I think what I what I probably bring more than anything is one is sort of a general understanding of, of the industry, how it's shifting, how it's becoming more competitive, more challenging for for management teams. And I, I think what I've learned specifically by being on the board at Sanford is nobody knows everything and, and nobody knows, uh, you know, what the right or wrong answer is with with great certainty because everything is changing quite rapidly, actually. And so uh, what, what I've learned really on the Sanford board is not to sort of second guess management team about what it's doing, but only maybe provide, uh, uh, you know, some objectivity to their analysis to, you know, question, 
uh, what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. Uh, not so much to impose what I think is the right thing, but just to make sure that they've thought through, you know, all the pros and cons of what they're doing. Um, I can't, as, as, as much as I've been in this business for a long time, I find it, you know, very, uh, very unclear in terms of, 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 of approaches, uh, not unclear, but with, with, with not enough confidence that every, you know, everybody knows the right thing to do. And we can look at models at other, at other systems of how they're doing it. And, but then, then you kind of overlay that with that healthcare is still a local business. So for a long time, I thought Sanford was really in the catbird seat because I really didn't see any of the competitors kind of moving into their market between Sanford and Avira. The, you know, there was, those markets were very well served by, uh, by by the uh, by by Sanford and Avira, and really nobody else was going to push into the market. One is because it was so well dominated by those two players, but also it was not a uh, you know it, it was not a highly populated marketplace. But I'm really now stepping back and saying, well, maybe given you know given technology and virtual you know medicine, that there will be there will be threats and challenges from from players that basically see technology as a way to get into that market without physically, you know, be, being there and building large, uh, you know, large facilities to provide services. The, you know, the legacy health systems and, and hospitals, you know, are, are burdened with a very large capital commitment in plants and facilities that they've built over, you know, 100 years in some cases. So they're sort of weighted down. They don't have the, you know, all the mobility that some of these startup companies have to move in and out of markets. So I think that's a threat that that uh, that I know uh, Sanford's management team is is very much focused on is how it makes sure that it's serving its population, that its reputation for quality uh, is 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 maintained, and that will hopefully help it prevail, you know, o over the long run. Um, and so uh, you know, Sanford has a lot of opportunities to grow and expand. Uh, they have to be selective in in, in what approaches they take, um, but I'm confident that you know with with management's insights and and maybe board's oversight, uh, you know, we'll get to the right to the right spot. Yeah, quality care is key. Appreciate your insight on that. Thank you. What about Sanford Health is different or exciting to you as a board member? Well. I, you know, there's a number of things. I, I think it's a it's a it's a large enough and complex enough organization that uh, it, it's very interesting to me the 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 different uh, segments of healthcare that it's exploring. We had a really good uh, presentation at the last board meeting on behavioral health, and it was really it was really enlightening uh, and eye opening for me to hear of the challenges in the rural communities uh, in Sanford's footprint, you know, that really don't have access to the right uh, providers and services for behavioral health. And there's some impediments that, you know, that are sort of built into the fabric of, of, of those communities, you know, basically acknowledging whether, you know, there is a behavioral health issue. A lot of, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that they have a, you know, they have a need for that. But, um, but in addition, that the scarcity of providers in those rural markets to provide that service uh, is is uh, was really op eye opening for me, and I think virtual care is probably the only answer. But then you have the challenge, 
you know, do those markets have access to, to quality internet services that, you know, that you might find in Fargo and, and, and Sioux Falls. But anyway, I, I think the complexity and the, and the, uh, uh, the, the, the growth and the selective growth of, of Sanford is what I find, you know, challenging. I have a high degree of confidence in management that they're going to, they're, they're going to look at, at, at ideas and object, uh, options, you know, carefully present those openly to the board for, for our consideration. Your Kane Brothers Industry Insights newsletter is a go-to source for industry leaders. Tell us about how that got started and how has your audience grown since? Well, uh, we, we have actual data that indicates that it, uh, you know, the first editions of that were in the mid-90s, maybe 1996. But I know, uh, I recall that my brother had a, uh, we really didn't have a formal sort of marketing uh, or advertising strategy. So he used to, we used to put together, you know, conferences and, and, and send out, uh, you know, letters occasionally, uh, not with the same frequency uh, as, as they are now. So Industry Insights really, I think, was formalized, as I said, in the, in the, mid, in the mid-90s. You know, the audience grew, I think, initially we, we viewed it as a, as a marketing technique. It would go pri- primarily to providers. But now you have law firms, other consultants, payers, uh, governmental agencies, uh, bond issuers. The audience has really grown. I, I don't have the statistic of how many people get it, but uh, you, it, it's more than I can count on my 10 fingers and 10 toes. So it's a pretty, pretty broad audience. Uh, we think we get, you know, good traction. We, we, not, uh, we don't use it as, you know, as a way just to advertise what Kane Brothers is, but there's attachments to the, the, the meat of those, uh, of those publications that that highlights some of the transactions and engagements we've we've had, so I think it's been effective. Um, we think it contributes to uh, you know market uh, market reception and and, uh, and and confidence and credibility uh, that people have with with the firm. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll obviously continue continue to do that, and and it's largely written uh, and and produced by by our internal people. We don't have a marketing department per se. Uh, we lean on a fellow by the name of David Johnson um, uh, from, from time to time to publish some, some articles, but uh, largely it's our own bankers that, that produce these pieces. Well, it is a fantastic publication. And matter of fact, I'll link it in the episode show notes so our listeners can check it out for themselves. As you alluded to earlier, Jim, healthcare is a complex and ever-changing industry. What are some of the emerging trends in your mind that are most impactful for consumers? Well, I think, you know, everybody puts a premium on their own time now. And uh, I, I think uh, technology is, is uh, you know, fueled in part by COVID and the fact that, that, uh, that everybody became more uh, more comfortable with, you know, with virtual, uh, the virtual delivery of, of medical attention, because that's what we had to do during, you know, during COVID in 2020 and, t- and 2021. I think now it's, it's, it's sort of a, uh, you know, secondhand nature now for people to get medical services and advice through technology. And, you know, I can tell you as a 72 year old, uh, 
uh, baby boomer, I'm now realizing that, uh, uh, you know, how technology is used is I go to my different doctors and they produce reports that I get, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, uh, at the end of my, uh, my session with the doctor that describes exactly what was wrong uh, with me or, or right with me if, if, if that happens from time to time. Uh, and, and you see that data and the collection of data that, that providers, particularly the larger systems here in New York, whether it's New York Presbyterian or NYU Langone, they have very sophisticated systems for uh, really giving the, the, the consumer, the patient information that uh, maybe we don't always understand, but at least it's available and you can ask questions and, and establish a dialogue through this uh, technology to, you know, to get clarity on what exactly uh, is meant by these, by these reports. So um, I, I think it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it doesn't totally eliminate the need to, to have the doctor lay his hands on you and find out, you know, that that knee doesn't bend as much as it used to. Um, but, uh, but it, 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 I think with doctors, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on physicians now uh, to, to, uh, to see patients rapidly. And I think technology uh, allows them to see the patient in an efficient uh, process because of scheduling that they, they have. Uh, and, you know, they're not they're under a tremendous burden now to see patients and see them quickly and there's not much small talk when you go into a, for a patient visit. Uh, they find out what's wrong. They give you an explanation of how to deal with it, but they're not interested in talking about what you're doing for the weekend or how your golf game is. So, uh, and that's just the nature of the beast. They they're under a lot of pressure, so they put a, a lot of premium on their on their time as well. In discussing the technology piece. So many companies and organizations are adopting technology, including AI, to better serve consumers. This is due in part to COVID-19 and the need to adopt. But can you also talk to the increasing number of tech-enabled delivery channels that are fast becoming the norm? Yeah, I think primary care is, is one area. You know, that uh, there's a scarcity of primary care docs. There's a, there's a feeling that, uh, that, that they are kind of the... Um, the gatekeeper in many respects uh, to uh, to how healthcare is delivered and, and where it's delivered. So there's a focus in the technology in the uh, private equity world now about you know gathering up these uh, primary care docs and uh, and giving them the due the uh, the respect and, and uh, consideration that they that they so deserve. So I think primary care is an area, uh, but uh, you know what what. Uh, uh, Sanford is doing with the virtual care hospital uh, is is another avenue that that I think is being duplicated around the country by providers because they see this as as the future and um, they don't want to lose the systems don't want to lose these patients to you know third third party organizations that are providing those services so sort of keeping keeping the the the, uh, the, the consumer in their network with their doctors in their in their locations. And providing the technical support that that they need uh, to continue to be af- affiliated and associated with, you know, with Sanford as as um, is essential, I think, to to continued continued success. Uh, Sanford, you know, is is roughly a fifty fifty market with Avira, in, especially in the Sioux Falls area, and uh, we don't want to lose that you know lose that uh, advantage that that they've. 
that they've established over a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Again, appreciate the insight. Circling back now to your service on the Board of Trustees, I'm curious what goals do you have for your time as a member? Well, I I think the thing that I continue to be focused on is I'm very interested in what the management team is thinking in terms of strategy. Uh, the, the, The financials speak for themselves. You can look at the, you know, look at the numbers and the volumes, et cetera, and make a determination. Those numbers are kind of in black and white. But strategy is, is increasingly important in terms of where they go, uh, what markets they grow into, uh, what they give up by jumping you know, out of their footprint into a, another market. So I think, you know, I, I don't have uh, all of the answers, but I think that's something that I'm going to continue to be interested in as, as Sanford entertains options for, for growth and strategies. Uh, I want to make sure I have my arms around exactly what they're doing and and why they're doing it and whether it's the best use of, of their resources uh, and time because everybody only has 24 hours in a day and you want to make sure you're spending your time and resources uh, as, as wisely. So again, uh, you have to start with confidence in management that they're, that they, that they want to do the right thing and, and you want to make sure as fiduciaries that we understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Uh, and that, you know, once we're all on the same page, you know, it makes it, it makes it much easier to kind of get behind, you know, the strategy. As one of the largest rural healthcare systems in the country, we have a lot of patients and residents in the communities we serve, and we're so grateful for yeah. that. So speaking directly to them, Jim, what do you want them to know about the work you and other board members are doing collectively to help advance care and create the best patient experience? You know, I, I think what I want them to have an appreciation for is how dedicated all the employees, the 48,000 or 50,000 employees that, uh, that Sanford has, it's been a challenging, you know, two and a half years uh, of, of getting through COVID and the uncertainty of when it would end and what it would really mean and how we would, what we would look like coming out of the other end of it, if we ever do come out of the other end of it. But uh, I, I think we would want the consumers to realize that, that as I said earlier, Healthcare has turned in from a turn from a community service and and heading more towards a business and that it has to be run as a business. Uh, we have to use our uh, resources efficiently. We have to make sure that there's enough cash generated to support the services. But when you step back, everybody that I've come in contact with at Sanford is is incredibly dedicated toward the patient and making sure that the patient, whether it's somebody in Sioux Falls or somebody out in the hinterlands is getting, you know, the best edu- the best medical education, that, that uh, medical attention that they can. Uh, and that, uh, and that that's a real priority for the Sanford team. It's not just something that they're, they're looking at a way to make, you know, make it extra money because a lot of those initiatives out in the, out in the rural markets are lost leaders. Frankly, they're not, they're not profitable, but again, it's part of the mission. Uh, it's it's the um, goal of the organization. I think it's the the uh, the view of Denny Sanford to to support that mission and make Sanford 
um, you know, the best it can be. And I think, again, I, I'm, I'm confident that that's the, you know, that's the direction everyone's taking. Do you have a North Star that guides your decision making when maybe the path forward isn't clear? Yeah, I think it's just what the trade-offs are as, as they explore new markets, new initiatives. What does it take in terms of resources, both human and financial? Uh, do we have the do we have the bandwidth to address uh, these new these new initiatives without without jeopardizing the, the core business and the footprint that that's already been established? So uh, I, again, I think. I'm, I, as I said, I'm confident that management is always trying to do the right thing and is willing to explain clearly why they think what they're doing is, is in their best interest uh, and allowing us to, to vet that, uh, vet that you know, as, as well as, as we can uh, so that, again, we may not have 100 uh, percent assurance that it's the right strategy, but, it, but we we. Um, you know, we have confidence that it's that it's been thought out. I think the board, as as a whole, uh, is comprised of of people with, with from different uh, backgrounds, different uh, different uh, careers, uh, but all of them seem to be pretty practical in terms of of uh, you know making sure that we're thinking we're thinking logically about what we're doing, and and, and that makes me feel good. Not everybody has all the answers, but again. Uh, everybody has the right intentions and, and a pretty good perspective on uh, on uh, everything's got to pass the smell test. And I think it pretty much uh, pretty much does. Jim, thanks. Outside of your work founding Kane Brothers, your extensive experience up to now as a member of our board of trustees. To everybody else, who is Jim Kane? I'm glad you're asking me and not my wife because she has a different a different perspective. <laughs> uh, I hope not, but um, I, I like people. I like being busy. Um, uh, I've I've had great opportunities throughout life. I mean, I feel very lucky. The old Lou Gehrig. Uh, I feel like I'm the luckiest man on the earth. I, I really feel I've had a blessed life. I've got a wonderful family. I've had a great career. Uh, seeing Kane Brothers grow from three people to I don't know, 120, and have a bank want to buy the company, uh, you know, it's it's been a blessing. So, uh, again, you know, my wife always says, "Well, geez, you know, your dad died when you were nine, but you you somehow have a very rosy uh, viewpoint of of, uh, of life." And I do. I mean, I, I've been blessed. So. Well, we certainly thank you for all that you do for Sanford Health and really appreciate your time. Okay, great. Thank you. Our Sanford Health Innovations podcast is available on your favorite podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as our website, Sanford Health News. I'm Courtney Collin. Thanks for listening.